welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, episode number 18. Uh, as always, I'm your host, uh, your solo host, Daniel Del Piccolo. To kick things off this week, just wanted to again express thanks uh, to the Portsmouth-based rock band Belligerence for letting us use their track, which is called One Thing's Clear. You can go and check out some of their stuff on YouTube. Uh, they have some great tracks, uh, some very, very entertaining music videos as well. Um, and of course, we've had one of their uh, members on the show, David Harvey, who is an awesome guy, awesome friend, uh, and great ultra runner as well. Um, that interview was was fantastic and was done, I think, only about four or five episodes ago. So do go and take a listen if you haven't heard that one yet. So how has everyone's training been going? Uh, I've seen many of you out along the seafront. Um, I've seen many people get taking part in marathons and kind of uh, still doing their their challenge, their lockdown challenges. And it's been yeah quite uh, quite motivating and inspiring uh, to see. I saw one uh, South African uh, ultra runner over in uh, Cape Town, it's in South Africa, who uh, did a hundred mile run around his house, which included uh, a huge amount of elevation as well. So I think his house kind of sits on a on a ridge in Cape Town somewhere. Uh, so that was pretty entertaining to watch. I think he said it was one of the toughest things um, he had ever done. So yeah, just seen some absolutely superb, uh, some superb running going on, um, and it's just amazing because obviously all the races have been cancelled. Um, but of course, we can't all do those uh, incredible things, and lots of us have kind of lost a little bit of the running mojo and motivation. Um, so to, to anybody out there who who is feeling that at the moment, don't worry about all these things. You know, if you're ma- managing to get out and just do a few miles. Uh, once a week, twice a week, uh, with everything that's going on, then that that's good as well. Um, even if you can't get out, um, at least you know at some point uh, when this is all over and normality comes about again, that we'll be able to get out and um, and enjoy some some runs and races and park runs together. So, yeah, it's very easy out there to to look at all these social media posts and and you know kind of feel like you're not doing enough or you're not enjoying everything as much as everyone else. But it's it really is not the case. Um, we're all in it together, and yeah, just enjoy. Enjoy whatever it is that you're being able to to do with your time. On that note, uh, my own training uh, pretty much um, hasn't really changed from when I uh, last gave an update. Uh, I've been doing a couple of speed sessions a week, lots of recovery runs uh, in between, just enjoying the South Sea Seafront. I don't tend to deviate from that route much. Um, I could I could run it every day for a year, and I would still still enjoy it the first time and the last time. Um, it's just great to be out by the seaside, breathing in the fresh air, enjoying the sunshine, seeing loads of other runners and friends out, out and about walking dogs, and yeah, just very very social kind of running, I guess. Um, you know, even though we're keeping social distancing going, it's yeah, it's still nice to see everyone out and have a chat. And I even see my mum along the seafront some sometime. Bless her, she lives near the pier. Um, and she goes for a walk occasionally when it's not too busy out. Um, so I do I do run past her occasionally and get uh, get a chance to say hello at distance, which is which is really nice. So before I, I bore you uh, to tears too much, uh, I don't want to keep keep you waiting for the interview. Uh, this week, my guest on the show is Martin Williams. Uh, for those of you who run South Sea Park Run, you may know Martin as he's he's pretty much always running very, very near the front. He's got a very unique running style. Martin has this year hit 60, um, but still manages to finish Park Run with an incredible age grading. I think his age grading may be in the late 70s, early 80s percents which is just remarkable um, I mean it was fascinating talking to him about how he's how he's managed to train and keep himself injury free all this time and we speak a lot about his his pbs that he set and how he struggled with the marathon distance and never really kind of took to the long distance running that well and also martin is the son of brian who comes to watch south sea park run who you may know comes and 
walks along uh, all by himself, sits at the coffee cup on the wall and says hello to the parkrunners every Saturday. So it was a, a nice chance to get to say hello indirectly to Brian from, from all the runners in Portsmouth. Um, I did pass on um, everyone's regards to those to those of you who know him. And yeah, just a, a very interesting interview. So I do hope you enjoy. Remember, these podcasts will continue. Uh, I've managed to sort out using Skype for them, which is great. So I no longer have to have to be in direct contact with, with guests. Um, and I have got some cracking interviews lined up coming over the next couple of months. So loads of people have agreed to, to come onto the show. So I'm just in the process of organizing those. They'll always be free and they'll always be there to listen to during COVID-19, during your runs. So I hope you're enjoying them. Uh, I hope you're all well and uh, look forward to seeing you out there along the seafront. Do say hello if you run fast. Uh, and yeah, as always, happy miles and take care everyone. Bye. Okay, here we go. Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Portsmouth Running Podcast. And I'm just really pleased um, yeah, that you, that you agreed to come on and kind of share your running story. So I guess um, I'll ask, start by asking how you're doing and uh, how are you keeping in these, in these really strange times? I'm keeping, I'm keeping very well. Um, about three or four weeks ago, there was a possibility, I think, that they were going to stop any sort of outsized exercise. And mm. ever since then, I've run it every day because I sort of wanted to make the most of it. So it brought it home to me how important running is to me. Mm, and I guess I took sure. it a bit for granted before. But um, when that was a possibility, um, I've, as I say, I've run every day since then. And I'm going to plan to keep on doing that for as long as I can. Fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, I, I was a little bit worried as well myself because obviously some countries have, have kind of gone into full lockdown and they've not been allowed out. So I think, like you say, it's uh, it's the, the chance to kind of grab it and um, use it while you can. But it seems like things are easing a little bit for now. So, um, yeah, it's kind of heading in the in the right direction, hopefully. And that leads me into my next question was going to be like, have you have you been out running? So I, I assume you've been out today as well. I have indeed. Yes. Uh, yeah. All, all done and dusted for today. I've I, I've only done one race this year, which was um, the Chichester Corporate Challenge at the beginning of March. And I've had an injury okay. since then. So I've been running with an injury, but it's it's gradually going. So I'm just trying to increase my my sort of um, pace now. I've been running slowly for, okay. for the last two months, but I'm just starting to get over it now. Oh, brilliant. What, what, what injury did you pick up, Martin? I think I, I've sort of tore or strained um, a, th a thigh muscle so if, if I ran really slowly I was fine but if ever I tried to sort of lengthen my stride it was really uncomfortable so I've just had to run really really slowly for two months but it was better than not running <laughs> so at all so it was fine yeah I guess you've been enjoying enjoying the miles a bit more then because obviously I, I know you're a you do train pretty hard and stuff so has it been quite quite kind of fun easing off on the pace and not having to worry about running running fast well it has and also um the the good thing about it was if if there had been races at the moment it would have been really frustrating that i wasn't able to do them because i know that there's no yeah. possibility of any races at least for months then um it sort of took that pressure away as well and i was just able to do what i could do and be happy about it yeah that's true actually Every, every cloud has a silver lining kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I guess that, that's true. Have you had many cancellations on uh, or, or, or postponements of, um, of any, ra any races yourself? Well, the, the, there was meant to be another Chichester race 
um, but that that was cancelled. And the first lakeside race was meant to be a, a couple of weeks ago, and obviously that that's gone. Okay. Um, I know they're not having one. I, th- I think it, everything's cancelled up until the end of June, at least, and we'll have to see what happens beyond that. Okay. Yeah, I've had I've had quite a few uh, cancellations and moves myself, unfortunately, to dates where I, that I can't make in the future. So. For me, it looks like um, a lot of my long distance races are, are kind of done and dusted for the year. So I'm looking ahead now to to the following year to to race. But I'm going to do a few of my own kind of challenges um, locally in and around the city and maybe on the South Downs. Um, but yeah, for me, I think 2021 is going to be my next my next race year. So I will definitely enjoy those when they when they come around next year. Um, but I Martin, have that, you um like with with? Sorry, go ahead. Um, I think that'll be the case f- for most of us. Yeah. Um, one thing I've kept doing is, although I can't do a proper park run, I still run the course just at, at different times of day. But I still okay. do I still do the actual park run course every Saturday, usually early oh, in the morning. That's, that's, that's nice. Just to, just because it just cool. is such a habit. Yeah, and also, absolutely. And I guess I guess now that your now that your injury's gone, you'll be using that as um, maybe like one of your one of your faster sessions for the week. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Have you, um, with all, obviously, I don't know if, about yourself, but I've had like a lot more time um, to be, maybe not a lot more time on my hands, but more time in the house and less time uh, being chewed up by, by traveling um, to and from work and stuff. So have you been um, doing anything new or learning any new skills while you've, while you've been at home during the COVID-19? Not really, because I've been retired for a few years now anyway so i was quite used to, to being yeah. home so it hasn't made that big a difference to me the the only real difference is my wife is still working but she's now working from home so that's the only sort of um change okay. in lifestyle so i get company now during the day which is nice that's good that's always very very good yeah <laughs> well, it can be it, it can be good and bad but uh, yeah most of the time it's pretty good so excellent. yeah definitely good um, now martin i've i've got to ask you a, a quick question um um, I hope you don't mind me asking, but um, we have a there's a regular visitor to Southsea Park Run that a lot of the park runners um, kind of have grown to know over the over the I guess the years. I think I think it's years that he's been going. But is it your father or father-in-law Brian that comes to to sit in the course? No, he is my dad. He is your dad. Yeah, that's excellent. I, I actually saw him out the other day at um, the, the co-op near the, near my house, and he was um, obviously waiting waiting in a pretty long queue out there but it kind of reminded me that I wanted to to, to bring him up because he's kind of become uh, I don't want to use the word iconic but he's he's become quite a, like a like a figure at um, Southsea Parkrun and I know there was a post uh, on the Facebook page recently about him saying that you know people miss him and hope he's okay and and stuff so um, yeah just wanted to find out how, how he was doing because obviously a lot of park runners and, and runners out there who listen to this will, will know him. Well, he's been coming down to watch Parkrun from the same spot for, I think, about five years. Um, but three oh, years ago, okay. three years ago, he was 80. And my daughter publicised the fact that it was his 80th birthday. So everyone said happy birthday to him. But since then, it's um, been remembered. So people, you know, if I've sat with him occasionally while Parkrun's been on and dozens of people yeah. know him by name and, and and speak to him so yes it's um it's been very nice from his point of view i think he likes the attention yeah i think it's i think it's an amazing kind of like showcase how running you know kind of like stretches its arm out outside of the 
the running and the racing itself and kind of just how important it is um just you know being there as a sport not only for the runners but for for people outside um kind of the certainly the immediate running circle itself and i think it's great that people kind of say hello to to say hello to your dad and and see him and yeah i guess is he missing park run himself or um, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Um, you know, I expect um, lots of lots of people are, but um, yeah. he's, he's, he still gets out for his walks. That's good. Did, um, did he ever do any running himself? My dad, no, not that not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Um, he 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 wasn't really in, interested in sport or um or my mum. Um, but no, no, I I would have thought one or other of them must have been must have. You know, had the potential to do it, but no, they didn't. I'm not really sure whether many people did get involved in in running. You know, in their day. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's well, become um, much more a mass know, I'm, I'm sport sure. recently. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's been a massive boom, and I'm and I'm really keen to kind of find out about um about you know the running boom in the 80s um that we'll talk about as we as we kind of get into your story, but um. Uh, I'm sure the runners out there wouldn't mind me kind of saying and asking on behalf of him if if you could just pass on um, all of our regards because I know that he's spoken about um, often in on Facebook posts and people do say hello to him and I'm sure everyone's kind of missing that that him, greasing him in, on Saturday morning so please do do say hello from all of us if that's all right. No, yeah, it's very kind. Thank you very much, and um, I'll definitely pass um, those good wishes on to him. Cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm super keen to to dive into your running story, and and I know that you sent me um over a lot of uh, a kind of the, the I guess the running you can remember there, there were obviously lots of dates that that you couldn't um, go into, but uh, what do you remember about your your kind of first ever runs, and and where did they take place? Um, well, uh, when I was a child, I used to run around a lot. Um, I wasn't good at I wasn't good at sprinting at school. So I didn't really realise that I could run well. Um, I think when I was about, well, when I was at senior school, they had an annual cross-country race and I decided that I'd try my best at it. And mm-hmm. I, wa- I wasn't very good at any of the other sports at school, but I I finished high enough in the race to qualify for the school cross-country team. So. I was very surprised by that, um, and I've been running ever since, really. Okay, um, and where, whereabouts did you grow up, Martin? Were you were you have you always been in Portsmouth? Yes, I was. Um, I was born in Eastney, and yeah. um, I've lived in Portsmouth all my life. Okay, are you are you by any chance a St Mary's uh, baby like myself? No, I'm a Cassassin Street baby. I was I was born uh-huh. at home. I was born at home in in, in Cassassin Street. Uh, okay, I know Cassassin Street very well because I I think I use that as part of. I always run kind of through. I dissect Cassassin Street every time I go out on my on my runs at lunchtime now. So uh, I I know it very well. Okay, interesting. Yes, um, what what schools do you go to, Martin? Well, Regin- Reginald Road School was the was the um infant and junior school and then I went to the Portsmouth Technical High School for my secondary education and that that's where I did the cross-country race the schools the schools uh, um, it's had several name changes since then 
Um, it was, mm-hmm. I think it was called City Boys after I went there. And then okay. Trafalgar, Trafalgar School, I think, is the, the, the latest name for it, but it's a Hilsey. Okay. All right. Was it was it quite a big deal back then to to make the cross country team? Was there did you have to kind of finish first, second, or third in that race, or 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 was it just like a time a time trial kind of thing? No, I think there were about one hundred and twenty taking part, and you I think you had to finish in the top ten. Um, I certainly wow. wasn't I, I wasn't expecting to do that based on how well okay. I performed at all the other sports, but um, <laughs> I, but I, I did, so it was a nice surprise. Mm. Now, I, I think you said, um, like I've been into it myself, but you said football was kind of like one of your primary passions as, as a kid. And I guess it sounded like you, you certainly wanted to play football and, and maybe join the football team. But you'd said um, you weren't you weren't too good at that. Uh, did you did you just play football kind of casually in school or did you want to to make the school football team itself? Or were, were you playing for were you aiming higher than that? No, I wasn't aiming aiming high at all. I was. Um, we used to play all the time in the street when we were kids, you know. Um, and I did have trials for school football teams, but I was never successful. So I was enthusiastic, but not talented, unfortunately. Okay, okay. You could have you could have made a really good uh, a wing player. Is it the one the ones that need a, need a bit of speed on the sides? So well, probably yeah. Be- it was just controlling the ball that was a difficult part. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm with you there, Martin. I'm 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 shocking with the football. In fact, for some strange reason, I seem to be able to handle the ball better the older I get. But when I was younger, I was absolutely useless at it. I, I really couldn't couldn't do it myself, um, and I never ran either, so didn't do any sports myself. Um, do you do you still have an interest in in football, and do you support a particular team? Um, I support Pompey. I've started going to Fratton Park in 1970. Okay. Um, so yeah I've been a keen fan ever since then but only watching and I would have loved to have been good at playing it but there you go you can't choose these things can you absolutely yes. that's fine I guess you, you yeah you get the joy in it now watching and uh, yeah just um, in, enjoying it as a as a kind of scenic sport I guess yeah so um, 1976 Martin uh, you you left school um, and I guess is it safe to say running really didn't kind of feature in your in your daily calendar at all? Um, were you doing any running after you left school? Um, not not straight away, no. Um, only as a a method of of getting somewhere. If I wanted to go somewhere, mm. um, I'd I'd run there, and you know I could um, I could run anywhere I wanted to go. But I never thought of it as a sport at all. Um, not for several years after I left school. Okay. Was was there was there a lot less? Um, I, I guess I call them entry points, but like I guess I, clubs and and things back then. Was it was there less choice uh, than there is now? I guess running maybe wasn't as as big as it is now. Is that is that fair to say? I think perhaps if you'd been good at sprinting or or middle distance at school, if you'd been exceptional, you perhaps would have been directed towards an an athletic club but but I think that you would have had to have been exceptional I don't think yeah you know I don't think it was um I don't think it would have been for sort of um anyone who was just someone like me 
Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, you, you say to someone like you, I'm very keen to go into your, into your, some of your time, your PBs later, because they are, they are really <laughs> exceptional from, from my, from my point of view. But um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, yeah, I guess it almost kind of sounds like, like then maybe um, running, I guess, elitist, maybe the right word, wrong word to use. Um, you had to be, like you say, exceptionally good in order to be, to be noted and, and join a club. There was no kind of, there was not as much casual, casual running going on. Yes, I think I, th- I think that's true. It was, you know, as far as I can remember, it was in the early 1980s that there was a, a running boom. I, I can't remember exactly when the first London Marathon was, but I'm sure that that, that had, a, you know, a big part to play in it. Okay. That running, you know, running for the masses was on television, and it was something that you know m- most people could aspire to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I'd, I'd read somewhere after you, you'd mentioned it in, in your write-up that you sent me that um, you know, cause I, I kind of enjoy enjoy reading about these things. That the the running boom in the seventies and eighties was kind of fed in o- over to Europe from America, but because mm. of the Munich Olympic marathon, there was apparently some incredible performance uh, where where an Olympian ran at the Munich marathon that really inspired a lot of runners. Um, especially in America, um, it may have been an American that won it or something. Um, but yeah, from from then, obviously, a lot of people kind of picked it up and just just wanted to get into the running. So um, I guess it's, it was only a good thing that uh, that more people pick it up. Yes, that's right. Um, I think that you know, um, perhaps inspired by the London Marathon, lots of it, I think the, the the athletic clubs always used to um, race on the Saturday but then lots of Sunday races started opening up marathons half marathons 10 mile races so um, um, and the first one that I ever did was the first Portsmouth half marathon I I can't remember which year it was in but if I had to guess I'd say about 1982 something like that okay okay yeah I think I think Richard Bailey um, who who you know as well um, was spoke, we often spoke about that half marathon because I think it became it was what now the Great South Run is or or something I I, I can't quite remember the detail. Yes, I I can't remember all of the course. I I know it used to go up the Eastern yeah. Road. Um, That's right. Yeah, he he spoke about it being kind of that side of the city. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was, and okay. it used to it used to um, finish. So I guess it, like it used to finish in the Guildhall Square, which was um. You know, a really excellent place yes, for it to finish. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Yes, and he he said how tremendous that was, kind of finishing in the in the city centre. He absolutely loved it. So yeah, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yes, with um, the Great South Run, the numbers are obviously much too big to to be able to do that. But at that stage, that's where it mm. finished, and it, it was it, it was um very atmospheric. Yeah kind of strange actually you i'm just sitting here thinking about the great south run and and that half marathon now i'm just you know being eight nine weeks into the lockdown i'm kind of thinking how is it ever going to be possible that that many people brush shoulders with each other ever again but i'm sure it will happen (laughs) it's just i'm sure it's made me a little bit sad for just a few seconds (laughs) yes that's right i'm sure it will happen at some point but it, it it may be some time though yeah hopefully Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but um, as as many running stories have started, especially on on this podcast now, um, a lot of the the running that my guests kind of started doing when it got serious was was normally to do with a friend placing a bet with them or a friend asking 
to challenge them to a run or, or something like that. And I guess that's it's no different for yourself, really, because you had a friend um, you said who was running, uh, running or training for a marathon, um, and he asked you to join him. Um, so I guess that was the half marathon that you entered. Well, what what actually happened was that um, there were a group of us just chatting in a pub. None of us were running at that stage. Um, one of my friends said that he was thinking about maybe training for a marathon. And his brother and I both said, oh, that's a good idea. We'll do that. And I think we both ended up doing it. And the person who suggested it didn't. So, um, but, oh, really? and oh. the, but, but the Portsmouth Half Marathon was the first race that came along after I started training. So I thought I'd give, give it a try as it was local. OK. Oh, OK. So so you did that half marathon in preparation um, for your first marathon that you did. Yes, that's right. Um, I I hadn't done all that much training for the first Portsmouth Half Marathon. I, I, I was hoping to do it in about two hours. But um, I think that I got to the 12 mile point and someone shouted out, 120 and I thought they meant 120 minutes so I thought I was going to be over two hours but then when I got to the end I realized that that they meant one hour 20 minutes at 12 uh, um, 12 miles because I ended it in um, one hour 31 so I I was um, pleasantly surprised when I got to the end. That's amazing. I mean, for for yourself that who who hadn't done much training, that's that's pretty incredible. I think it's kind of clear to say that you definitely had some running talent there for sure. H- had you done any training for that for that half marathon? I'd just you know done some running around the streets, but I didn't know what training was, so I just w- went for some runs for a, a couple of months beforehand, and um, thought I'd see what happened. But yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised by how quickly I'd done it. That's yeah, that's that's really really good. Did you um? I, I guess uh, back then uh, you didn't have because you you weren't running um any like seriously or anything. You didn't have anything that that mapped your run or a route or or logged your time or anything. Were you taking any any kind of watch out with you to to find out how you were running or how far you were running at all? Um, I probably had some sort of stopwatch on on my um on a, a running watch, but it would only have told you the sort of um how long your run took it, it, you'd have to you'd have to know how the, what the distance was so it was just okay. li- that's, that's just hard, just literally yeah. a stopwatch that's that was all that was available in those days as far as i know okay yeah it's guess we take it for granted now all the um tools we have and online map devices and all these kind of map my run and strava websites it's, it's really really easy these days just to to me- you know measure anything or any course you want but uh, i guess back then it was a little bit a little bit different yes it was um, very primitive back in those days yeah but good you know you were you know i guess it may have made you run harder or faster or, or made you even quicker a lot of people say that um you know all these mapping tools and stuff kind of limit uh, you, you limit yourself in your ability sometimes whereas if you're running free you're uh, you're either doing more miles or you're running a little bit faster so there's I guess there are benefits to it um, both ways really. I think there's a possibility because uh, I think like my watch at the moment it tells me all the time what what pace I'm running at and I think in a race you might sort of get to a time and think that pace is okay whereas if you didn't know what pace you you were meant to be running you might even be able to run faster than that rather than just yeah, settling yeah. for something that's acceptable. 
yeah that's true it does kind of kind of it dictates a lot of your a lot of your pace or it worries you or you start panicking you're not running fast enough and most of the time i think these gps watches um are not actually accurately giving you the correct pace that you're going at because they obviously have a delay themselves and things but yeah they can be useful as well so um but uh following your following your half marathon um i, I presume you you're kind of training carried on yourself but um, you had mentioned that maybe due to the 131 time that you ran, you were invited to join uh, the Portsmouth Athletics Club. Yes, that's right. They, they, um, that would have been again early in the in the 1980s, um, and yeah. I went. I joined. Um, it was called Portsmouth Athletic Club in those days, and obviously, I um, the the coach or my coach was Jerry North, who many runners in Portsmouth will know he was uh, uh, in his day a, a top athlete and at that stage I think he was in his early 50s but he was still he was as fast as me even though I was yep. only in my early 20s we we trained together a lot because we ran at the same pace but he was 30 years older than me so yeah he was still wow, doing wow. very well in fact, it, that's, um, that's amazing. I, I did actually do a little bit of research on him because um, a few of my other guests have kind of said about the coaches, especially at Portsmouth Athletics, that have coached them. And I always do a bit of research. But I think uh, exactly on what you said, uh, that Jerry North sounds like an incredible runner. Um, I think he had logged. I think he, I, I saw some of his PBs, Martin. I hope you don't mind me reading them out. But he no. was a 29.02 10K runner yeah. um, and a 14.06 for the 5,000. So. That's pretty pretty incredible stuff. Um, when we were tra- when we were training together, Jerry won the the, the, the um, over fifty national cross country championship, and but he'd also yes. won it as a senior and a junior as you know for the whole country. So yes, he was a, a top runner. Mm. And it, it sounds like as well that he was a very a very well respected um, coach as well, and he seemed like a, like a really really nice guy. Um, I know it. Um, I think his death was, uh, he was 77 when he died. Um, but I found a really nice quote um, about him. because I, I always love finding these little nuggets of information online. Uh, it's nice to kind of share them verbally with people. But uh, somebody, um, somebody wrote an article about him. And one of the quotes about him was, if you don't mind me reading it as well. No. Uh, Jerry was one of the all-time greats of cross-country running, a national champion as a junior, senior and veteran, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, always, a cheer- always of cheerful uh, disposition. Uh, he lived for athletics and was one of those few people who could truly say that nobody seemed to have a bird, bad word to say about him. No, I think that's um, that's very true. Yes, I was lucky to um, be in his training group. Mm, that's, that's really, really good. It's just nice to kind of pay a little bit of, I guess, homage or, or respect to uh, to the coaches, because I know a lot of these these coaches put their hearts and souls into their athletes and, and training, and a lot of them are doing it voluntarily and just trying to give back to the sport. So. Well, there you he, go. Was a, he was a coach um, right up until the time that he died. Mm. Amazing, but yeah, people. I guess people really kind of dedicate their lives, so to speak, to to running. Uh, it was definitely. it was amazing. It was amazing as well to see. Um, I I had no idea until doing this research just how far back Portsmouth Athletics Club dates back. Obviously, in its various names, but I think it said that it had records of it in some form dating back to the eighteen eighties, mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty amazing. Um, yes it is yeah anyway um i don't think i'm going to find anybody who was uh running running back then so no <laughs> <Unfortunately>. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, brilliant. So, um, so what was his training like, Martin? So obviously being a being a you know a, an amazing runner himself, um, did he did he push you guys really hard on the track? Um, what what was it like training under him? Well, it was it was good. Um, in in the training group I was in, there were some very very much better runners than me. So every, every session was hard because you were trying to keep up with the with the really fast guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, usually in in those days, the, the sort of team scoring there were si- there were six. Each team, it was the first six scorers, and okay. there were there were nearly always six from our club who were ahead of me in a race. So I, I normally ended up being the, the first B team scorer. But um, okay. so, some of the top runners in my group. Um, Greg Butcher and Mark Harris were the, were the two best. I, I would say they. I think both of those actually won put the Portsmouth Half Marathon. Um, the times would have been about 65 minutes. I would have thought perhaps even 64 minutes. So wow. but, um, wow. they were they were very fast indeed. Well, that's, that's amazing. Now, listen, Martin. You said you weren't the fastest in the team, but I, I feel this is a really really good time to maybe. Um, read out some of your PVs. Um, I don't know when you got these times. Obviously, you're, you're, you said you remembered a few of the races, but um, if you don't mind me, I had a kind of bragging a little bit for yourself. <laughs> you yes, have a go th- ahead. Now, you have a 3,000 meter time, which which I can't really place myself because I've never run that kind of uh, distance or pace, but a 3,000 meter time of 908. Uh, that's a, that's a, a track race, yeah. Track race, okay. A 5,000 meter time of 1554. Yeah, again, that that was on the track. Okay, that's that's super fast. That's absolutely awesome. I can't, I can't, just can't imagine running that. Um, five miles, twenty six minutes. Again, a great time. Yes, I, uh, which... I I can't remember. I I I've I've never really kept re- um, records, mm-hmm. um, and it was long before the internet, so I can't even look up the times that that, that I did. But um, I think. It was something like twenty six oh nine or so, or something like that was the best five miles that I ever did. Can you remember which race that was in? Yeah. Wow, it was it was probably what um, it's called the Victory Five now, but back in those days it was called the Rosso Five. I think it was a sponsored race. It was still the same. It was it was still a um, a Portsmouth AC race. Mm-hmm. So it was it was what is now known as the Victory Five. Okay. Oh, brilliant. 10K, 32 minutes. Uh, rapid yeah. again. 10 miles. Outstanding, Martin. I, 5501. <laughs> it's just amazing. Yes, the the 10 the 32-minute time. I can't remember how many seconds it was, but I do remember that was uh, that was the Brighton 10K. Oh, right. Yep. And the the 10 miles that I did, um, it, that was at a race called the Sultan. Mm-hmm. The Sultan 10, which was at HMS Sultan, which I think is somewhere, Gosport Fairham, Gosport Fairham Way. Okay. And Did I, you win that? I, I didn't, no way, nowhere near. <laughs> um, as I say, there were in my club there were probably at least six people who were who would have been ahead of me in that race, um, okay. running the sort of running at the sort of um, top level was very much more competitive the sort of time you had to get to get a, a decent place 
Yeah. I mean, in fact, even at, running as a veteran, I, I sometimes come in the same position now as I used to, but my times are obviously a, a way, way slower. That It was very competitive in those days. And I do remember that that particular 10-mile race because I had a, a really bad stitch for, for several miles. And the only reason that I kept going with um, and managed to get a good time was because I had a training partner who I we were both very competitive and he was hard on my heels throughout the whole race and that was all that was the only thing that kept me going through this stitch so I suppose I should have been grateful to him really yeah did he did he did he actually verbally egg you on to to keep going or um was it was it a competitive kind of on your heels it was just because he was (laughs) he was just behind me the whole time and I, I didn't want him to beat me (laughs) <laughs> Martin you've got such a competitive edge I tell you <laughs> I, I um, I've, got, I've got to admit something here um I, I was gonna gonna mention it earlier but um at at parkrun when I first um was was uh, convinced to go and go and do one of these park runs uh, it was by um a friend of mine Dave Williams at work and uh, I, I got there and kind of had run run for a few weeks but I always remember uh, you at the start um because I would go off way too quickly and you would always catch me up and overtake me. Um, and, and it just, it, it became this, this thing in my head. Um, I, I kind of got to know your face and, and I got to know a few of the other runners as well that would do the same. Um, but particularly it, it just be kind of became very competitive with my, with myself, just trying to, to see if I, how far I, I could stay ahead of you and you would always overtake me and I could, it was just, it was just remarkable. So yeah, I always would kind of remember you from the first, from the first few, um, uh, South Sea Park runs, uh, as well as a couple of other runners as well, like um, Gary Armstrong and John Sullivan, and and quite a few from from I think about 2016. But yeah, it always it always you always used to keep me going faster, but I could never keep up with you, so uh, <laughs> I would always fall behind. Um, Not always. I you did eventually catch up with me, and then I don't think I've ever beaten you since. Well, I, I don't mention that now. It was just um <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just the early days. It was uh. It was pretty incredible, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, like you say, eventually, eventually it happened um, when when I I got some kind of better training structure and stuff. But gosh, it was a uh, it was really really hard work, but it was really good because I guess it kind of shows how you know I know park runs not a race, but um, it's a it's a good session if you want to kind of I guess rinse yourself and um, you can use other people around you to to you know keep keep your training good and 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 get the results you want at the end so um un, un, unbeknownst to un, unknowingly to you i was uh, i was using you as a bit of a marker so <laughs> yeah, lots of people do <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure um martin your half marathon time um uh really uh, got to me because um i know you spoke in your in your write up to me a little bit about the marathon and how you'd struggled with it but your half marathon time was an an hour and 12 minutes and 13 seconds which you know, I guess if you punched it into a into a one of these pace calculators that you get on on Runners World websites and, and various places now, um, that would I guess that would kind of estimate you or predict you at a two thirty marathon, somewhere around there. I would have thought so, yes, but um, mm. I I never got anywhere anywhere near that. Um, I don't know whether I, I wasn't suited to running the marathon distance or whether I just didn't prepare properly, but um. I never got anywhere anywhere near being able to do that. Um, I I tended to stick at the half marathon. I didn't really do marathons until I was probably in my thirties or forties. Okay. Right. Did you um 
was there anything um in particular when you when you attempted the marathon that uh that that didn't feel good or didn't feel right was it was it always halfway or was it the t- was it 20 mile the 20 mile 21 mile wall that you hit or was it nutrition was there anything you can kind of put your finger on that that, that was the problem of the marathon uh, um any any mistake you could make with running a marathon i i've definitely made all of them <laughs> starting too quickly starting too slowly not eating enough eating too much as i say any marathon mistake i must have done all of them um i've done quite a lot of marathons um i I did eventually once get under the three hour mark but but um i've made um, many painful failures before then Mm. and i after i did break the three hour mark I, i went back the next year and tried to do it again and hit the wall at 22 miles and then decided that that was enough of marathons and I'd just stick at what I was better at. Mm. So no more racing the marathon, rather just, just kind of going out. If you're going to do any, just, just run them enjoyably, I guess. Yes, that's right. Um, in fact, I, well, I, I don't think I, I'll, I don't think I could run that far now, even if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a long way, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really long way. And I know, I know long distance running has kind of changed recently and there's been a been a boom in long distance running and trail running and stuff but still that 26 miles is a very long way and it's it's that kind of perfect distance that you can run quickly and it takes a lot to keep the body going at a pace for um for that long so yeah probably for me certainly a very very difficult distance race to to do one of the hardest for sure I mean um, even even a half marathon is is a long way so to do it twice is, is really hard i i used to find that i could you know run a half marathon well but if i tried to to do a marathon even about 14 or 15 miles i'd sometimes hit the wall and often before i, I got to the 26 mile mark I'd, I'd hit the wall somewhere along the, the line and i'm i don't know if you've if you've ever done it you probably have if you've done because i know you're into ultra distance but it's not a pleasant experience no it's it's not at all it's um I, I know in the in the ultra distance races my my wall tends to be the most god-awful nausea that you could ever ever wish upon anybody and um i i don't enjoy it and i've often thought about stopping or i have i have done in the past thought about stopping ultra running and thinking you know it's not for me but now i kind of treat it like um one of those obstacles in a race that you just need to get over because um, you can accept it more for an ultra marathon uh, when you're running, you know, very long miles. For a marathon, though, like you say, when you're chasing a time and stuff, there's not really much time to kind of sit and and, and lie down at a table for ten minutes while your while your stomach comes right. You know, you have to get back out there. So that's what makes it for me much more of a challenge for the marathon. Um, yes, very difficult to recover quickly from it. Um, you almost got to keep going through it. But yeah, it's. Yeah, so I guess it's almost like if you were to write a horror movie about running, it, it, that's what it would be. That that, that would be the bad bit. <laughs> yes, that's right. It, it is like a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You you don't you don't want to put yourself through that. But um, I was going to ask um, out of all those those times we discussed and and you know, those amazing times, uh, which which one are you most proud of? Um, I, I guess the the half marathon time that that was in the Brighton half marathon. Both my 10K and half marathon PBs were in Brighton, so it's obviously a, a good place, a good place for me. And I, I do remember quite a lot about the race. 
Cool. Just checking, not on the same day or same weekend, yes? <laughs> oh, no, definitely not, no. Good, good. Um, which of those which of those races, if you can, uh, for the ones you can remember, would you say were the hardest that really kind of pushed you um, the most to your limits? Well, at, out of the ones we've discussed, the half marathon, just because I'm, I could sort of like run it at a certain pace, and and and, and, and you know it wasn't very fast, but it was quite fast. But I could keep it going up up to half marathon. So you know between a like a, a ten mile or or a five mile or a half marathon, I probably wasn't running that much more slowly you know for a half marathon as I would have been for the, for a five mile race but I just had to keep it up for that much longer so um yes yeah, so I would say the half marathon okay brilliant um Martin when you when you're when you're racing I guess back then or or, or even now when you're when you're running a park run or when you if you're doing a tempo run and stuff how do you um do you tend to like pace yourself um at, at any particular in any particular method or way uh, when you're running do you do you like to start at the same pace you finished do you like to start a bit slower how do you how do you manage actually racing in that respect i've always just run as fast as i as i can i mean you mentioned at the park run where you'd go off and then i'd catch you up but i i would have been running as fast as i could behind you it just would have taken me about half a mile to sort of um, for my legs to get going Okay. Um, I've always I've, I've always been just very one paced. I think I can do it sort of like um, very steadily, but it it doesn't vary very much. Okay. Right. So so kind of like constant pace. I think I think I'm the same as well. I've I've got, I think I've got a little bit used to going off too quickly now. I, I just for shorter races, it tends to be my my style, my method that I prefer. Um, I'll even do it in training as I'll go off too hard and literally just what I call cling on as best as I can to the end. Um, maybe not not the smartest way or not the most enjoyable way to run, but if I'm going to do a very hard session, I, I do like to do them to do them that way. There's something quite kind of like revitalizing at the end, <laughs> doing, it, yes, doing it that way. Yes, I think I must be the same as you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is, and, and lastly, just before I move on to to another special time in your life, which is obviously the, the, the birth of your, of your two daughters, um, is, there, is there any advice you could pass on to anybody like, I guess, think like any nuggets of information that you have that, that you remember doing in particular with regards to your training in order to 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 break your pbs and stuff was there anything anything you were doing like whether it was consistency or or any particular sessions that you enjoyed or, or something back then that worked well i i would say the most important thing for me and for most people i would have thought is, is to train with other people rather than it's 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 very hard to really push your yourself unless you're very single-minded if, you, mm. if you're training alone all the time whereas when you're with other people your sort of natural competitiveness makes you want to keep up with them not be overtaken by them and that that drives you on yeah that's really great advice I, I couldn't agree more I think having especially someone especially like you say someone faster and like you said you were in a position in the club where there were six people running faster than you that was probably very very beneficial for your own running um, it's always great to have somebody to chase as well as frustrating sometimes so yeah really really good it, advice yes it is frustrating but it's also very beneficial mm, absolutely and uh, i guess harder for the people who are at the very front who don't 
um, have anybody to chase, although they're probably trying to stay away from the person behind them. So, yeah, <laughs> again, that's right. I bet all those people were thinking, I can't let Martin Williams beat me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what goes through my mind every time, Martin, I come to Martin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, moving on a little bit. So, then I've, I just kind of uh, uh, broke, broke it um, a little bit earlier before then about um, the birth of your two daughters. So, obviously, a, a really special time for you. and. And, and your family, um, obviously, uh, a hard few years with um, sleep deprivation and kind of learning how to bring bring kids up and stuff. But uh, did you have like many sleepless nights um, after becoming a father? Well, life just got very much, I was about 30, life got very much more busy than, mm. it, than it had been and, and I had less time. And um, I just dropped out of running for a few years. Um, but I uh, after a, after a couple of years, I'd always had a, a size 28 waist, and then all of a sudden I noticed I was a 30 waist, and then a 32 waist. So, and I thought, uh, you know, I um, I thought, what can I do? So obviously it was to go back to running again, and um, I don't think I've stopped running ever since then. Okay, that that strikes me as something that a lot of runners, especially myself, um, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of runners out there who would find that really difficult to do is just to literally stop the running. Did, now, when you say stop the running, were you were you not running as part of a club or did you actually completely stop any form of training? Um, as far as I can remember, I'd, I wasn't running at all for perhaps a, perhaps a couple of years. Mm. Gosh, um, that's, that's amazing. I, that's I guess dedication I, to the family. Well... It was, it was, you know, um, life takes over sometimes, doesn't it? But um, as I say, I got back into it and I haven't stopped. I haven't had a break since then. Yeah, obviously, I mean, you must have missed it, but w was it difficult to make that decision to do? Or was it was it just like, you know, you just fell into that pattern because that's what needed to be done at the time? I don't think I did really make a decision. It, it was just, um, it, it just sort of happened naturally. Mm. And, I mean, um, I, I find it really difficult, you know, taking taking days off and and I know I, I get laughed at but by a lot of my my running friends because I never I never put the brakes on really but I, I find it really difficult to stop it's um maybe maybe a bit of an, a bit of a bad addiction in that way but um you know I, I need my kind of daily medicine and uh yeah I mean I've, I've been through the the you know having young kids time and it's really difficult especially getting up early in the morning to fit the runs in and keep it away from family times but yeah, well, I, I kudos to you for uh, for managing to, to keep off of it, and yeah, your your family is very very lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do do any of your daughters run run at the moment? I think I remember one of your daughters, Emma, doing South Sea Park Run. Yes, unfortunately, um, Emma um, was very keen on running, and she and, and she did well at Park Run, but she has a problem with her hips, and it meant that she was just getting constant injuries um apparently there was there wasn't anything you know she investigated lots of causes and there wasn't anything that could be done about it so mm -hmm. she went into a different direction she does a lot of um she's she's qualified as a personal trainer now and she does lots in the gym and and that type of thing as well but um okay. yes, so she i know she was very disappointed to have to give up running but she couldn't ever do as well as she wanted to because she just had one injury after another caused by a, a problem that she has with her hips. Mm. 
I guess it sounds like the kind of injury that you can't really um, can't really escape from. Then that's that's really disappointing news to hear. So I, I remember she, she always ran very well at Southsea Park Run. Did, did your other daughter run? No, not at all. <laughs> I, okay. I think um, my eldest daughter takes after me, and my youngest daughter takes after my wife. Okay, okay. Well, well hopefully you got some miles to share um, to share with Emma and uh, and you know got some got some runs in there, some training runs in together, which is nice. I did enjoy, especially doing park run with Emma. Yeah. When you, you know, I think she did it for quite a while, for, for as long as she was able to. But um, if Emma can't do something, she'll always find something else that she does want to do. So she's um, very keen on the gym work at the moment. That's good. We should, we should be getting getting very very strong doing that. So that's that's great that she's managed to kind of find a, another outlet for. Um, you know, to do instead of the running, so that's great. Yes. Disappointing, but 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 good as well. Yes, um, so, right. so obviously, with your with your time off uh, uh, from the running, you eventually kind of started getting back to it again, and you you said that you'd started socially um, running with with some some of the Pompey joggers. So, so how did that come about, Martin? How did you how did you get running with those guys? I I um, just met someone that I knew who who ran with them, um, Pam Spurge, who I expect a lot of people will know who happened to be running with a group of joggers and I ran with them a few times and I really liked the people in the group. I mean, we're still f- with quite a few of them. We're still friends now. You know, um, and this must have been in the early nineties. So we've been friends ever, ever since. Um, they were people who were into ultra distance. They used to do the South Downs 80 every oh, year. Yeah. So because they did the sort of long distance things, I started doing it as well. Um, I wasn't wasn't particularly suited to marathons or ultra distance, but there used to be a lot of um, long distance off-road races that I really loved doing. Okay. And sometimes I didn't sort of like try to run my fastest time. I just enjoyed being out on the course in in the beautiful countryside. Mm, nothing, nothing beats that really for me. It's um it's really nice kind of being out without the without the crowds that you that you tend to get on a road race and just enjoying the kind of colours and the the smells and the the animals and trees and stuff. It's it's really quite nice. Um, so you did um did you end up actually doing some 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 off-road kind of trail runs and trail marathons with with your friends? Yes, we used to go down every year to do the Grizzly in in Devon, which was great fun. Um there there's a race I don't know if they still run it in Brighton called the Jog Shop Jog. And it used to start at Brighton Marina and then it'll go right out over the Downs, the South yeah. Downs up above Brighton and that was that was held in the summer and the weather always seemed to be fantastic and sunny and it was just that you know I, I couldn't think of a better place to go running. I, I love the South Downs myself it's my my kind of go-to uh, trail on the weekend when I'm when I'm training or or just having fun on there or wanting, wanting to just go for a social run it is it is really fantastic there and um, I find the that side of the South Downs, where um, just above Brighton, Worthing, and, and Eastbourne, is just the most scenic section of the South Downs because yes. you get you, you can see the sea from one side on from certain sections, and then 
just the beautiful countryside on the left-hand side, depending on which direction you're going. And yeah, it's just phenomenal views. It's um, it's it's really really great. You um, you took part in a re- you did take part in an ultra race though. You did the London uh, to Brighton race, which I guess then was 55 miles. Yeah, it's um, it started on next to the Houses of Parliament, um, um, on Westminster Bridge, mm-hmm. and then yeah, d- um, down to Brighton, um, 55 miles. Fantastic. That I know that event still exists. And um, do you, have you heard of the the runner Bruce Fordyce? Um, it, the name rings a bell, but I don't really know him. No. Okay. He's um. Well, he was a South African runner. I think he. I think he may hold the the course record on that um on that run. The, the reason why I always ask about Bruce Fordyce is because um I think he he used to race a lot um over in the UK and obviously I was I grew up in South Africa so I knew about him. He's a bit of a legend in South Africa but I'm pretty sure that he still holds the course record and he was the 50-mile world record holder until Jim Walmsley broke it last year. Okay. Um but yeah, he 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 did that run. But it's funny how that race has changed because I think there's been different race companies take over that that route and now it's run by a, uh or certainly one of the events is run by action challenge and it's become a, a 100 kilometer route that runs from i think it's near twickenham all the way down to the race course in brighton yes this was a this was run by the roadrunners club it was a and it was as i say it started um on westminster bridge and it was it was all all road i mean and I, you probably couldn't even run it now. That I think that's why it doesn't happen anymore in that form, because the roads would just be too busy. It would be dangerous. That makes perfect sense. Then, because Bruce Fordyce was a was a is predominantly a road runner. Obviously, he's he's won Comrades Marathon quite a few times. So that makes sense. Probably why the distance is slightly different now as well. Because the the one I did, London to Brighton, was probably predominantly off road. Um, yes. So, maybe a little bit more mileage on the route but yeah it's again it's a it's a, it's a beautiful route I, what was it like running on on the roads i mean did they actually hold traffic um back for you or were there were their roads closed no not at all no um you know i'm sure that they tried to i'm sure that they chose the sort of quietest route available but no i mean um because my wife and daughters sort of followed the race in in the, in our car uh, you know, to sort of like um, to support me and give me, you know, f- food and drink during the race. Okay, brilliant. So, did did you actually enjoy the experience? Um, were were you thinking I need to do more of these, or were you thinking no, I need to definitely do less of these? I I did enjoy doing it, but um, it was so tough that you know, doing it, I only did it once properly and that that was enough for me okay i think if i as i said even even the marathon didn't really suit me so 55 miles was i'm I'm glad i did it Mm. but um i wouldn't have kept on doing it again and again though yeah it's a it's a it's an incredible distance and it takes its toll um on the body a lot and takes a lot a, a long long time to recover um yeah, I think those kind of miles and those kind of races really sit in the body for a long time. And, you know, if you're if you're wanting to continue on your training or, or run fast, you know, it's it's those sessions after those big races, you know, up to a month, you can you can still feel it in the body when you're trying to really scrape um, and get some pace out of yourself. But 
but yeah, massive achievement. Really well done for doing it. And um, did did you just run it for yourself, or did you run it for a charity at the time, or anything? Um, as far as I can remember, I think I just ran it, you know, for myself, just for personal achievement. Good, good. Well, a, a great memory to hold, I guess. And uh, did did you actually stay with your friends the whole way, or or was there some solo running in there? No, um, I I I didn't know anyone else who was um running in it. Oh, okay, okay. So, so. you were just uh, just on your own. It's amazing, like in those races, you you do get to have quite a, quite a lot of like interesting conversations with people, and you meet some 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 remarkable runners who are doing these kind of things, you know, every weekend and stuff. And it's 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 quite amazing to to sit and chat to somebody for an up to an hour and then see them five hours down the line at a at a feed station and start chatting again for a bit. It's a uh, it's kind of like a a really nice long journey kind of shared together. Yeah, so ultra distance running seems to be even even more popular now than it was then. Yeah, yeah, very much so. There's, uh, like I say, there's, there's, as much as there's been a boom in running, there's been a boom in in the particular type of type of runs that happen as well. And I guess the same can be can be said for all, for all the distances, really. Um, can you can you? Um, I'm I'm really keen to find out uh, about this this Teletubby stuff that you that you messaged me about because it sounds like um you did you did quite a few marathons um in fancy dress and stuff. So so first of all, which Teletubby did you guys? Can you remember? <laughs> Yes, I was Poe. I was the little, red, the little red one. Um, <laughs> it, would, it, it would have been in about the mid-90s when my girls were small. We did, a few, we did a few marathons. Sometimes I tried to do a fast time and other times we did it in, in a fancy dress. But the four of us did it as the Teletubbies and it was uh, an amazing experience. The the reaction as we were around, it it up. Honestly, felt as if we really were the Teletubbies because of how, you know, how much applause and yeah. how much people reacted to it. So it was my only sort of inkling in what it felt like to be. Oh, sorry, Martin, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry, we just had a little bit of an a little bit of an audio interruption there. So I'm okay. not sure what happened, but you're back now. Okay, I was um, talking about being a Teletubby for however many hours it was that it took to do the marathon. That must have been so hot. I mean, was it, was it quite a warm day? No, funnily enough, I, I, the, the costume that we hired, it was made out of, I'm not sure what material it was, but it must have been like the sort of material that running gear is made out of because at one stage it rained and the costume got soaked, but within about 10 or 15 minutes, it all dried out. So no, we, we were lucky. It was um, it was fine to run in as well. Amazing. God, that could have been, that could have gone disastrously wrong, disastrously wrong if it had um, soaked up all the water and uh, it yes. like hung on you. Oh, that would have been no, terrible. It was a very good experience though. Very, very good memory. And can, and can I just quickly, before we move on, double check that it wasn't, um, it wasn't you dressed as a Teletubby when you ran your 2.58 time, yeah? Um, <laughs> no, I, I wish it had been. <laughs> I would have been very proud of that. Yeah, I think you probably would have been in the Guinness Book of Records as the fastest Teletubby, perhaps. But uh, yeah, Possibly. We'll, <laughs> leave that, leave that, I'll leave that to sit with you as maybe another idea for the future or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, so after after all your kind of like I guess long distance running and um, maybe like a few more social kind of trail runs and stuff, uh, you decided to to, to rejoin a Portsmouth Athletics Club. Uh, was yes. that under the same coaches, or, or had the club changed much since you since you'd been there before? 
Um, there was there were still familiar faces there that you know well like Jerry North for example he 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 was he he was still a coach there, so I've always known lots of people from Portsmouth joggers there and from City of Portsmouth. So um no it it, it was fine um it was I think it was really being fifty I thought you know obviously their age group things that you can win. So I thought I'd, I'd go back to the distances that I was best at and see how I how well I could do at over 50. And then I, I started doing track races, which I'd never done a lot of before. And um, it just seemed natural to go back to city of Portsmouth. OK, brilliant. Did you um, did you actually do well? Did you did you take to that running immediately or did it take a few a good few months to of solid training to get fast again? Or, or did you manage to pick it up quite quickly? I think I, I picked it up, you know, five miles, 10 miles, half marathon, that sort of distance has always suited me best. So I was, and um, when, when I was a younger runner, I, d- I don't remember a lot of 5k road races. I, I don't think there were many. Five miles was about the shortest distance that you normally came across. Um, so I um, I started doing lots of of 5Ks because obviously there are loads of them on the road now and I it's a, a really nice distance for me. I guess there must have been some really good training on the on the track for for that kind of distance because you can really push yourself on the track fast there's no interruptions there's no other people you're in your lane and um, I've not done much track training but I've, I, I think I went for one for one session with some friends that I knew over at Mountbatten uh, one evening in fact I may have even seen you there that night training uh-huh. um, I think I went to go and join uh, or go and train with Adam and Jacob O'Hara just for, oh, for, yes. for a few sessions. Couldn't keep up with anybody. That was a that was a really hard that was a really hard um, evening actually. But yeah, it was really good. I, I I quite quite enjoyed stepping onto the track for the first time and just seeing what it's like to run in a lane. <laughs> yes, very that's good. right. Yes, but that um, Yep. When I was a younger runner, there wasn't much opportunity to do track races because. As I say, they were always six faster than me, and I think only a f- only a few people were needed to do track races. So it's only really as a veteran that I've done much on the track at all. Okay, and how did you how did you do against um, other veterans in the in the area that were attending uh, some of these races? Did you did you do well? Yeah, well, at at, at over fifty, yes. Mm. Um, some podium finishes. Yes, um, I, I can't remember exactly, but you know, I was usually in the in the top three over over fifties. Um, you know, I've come first quite a lot of times, but it, it it all depends on the race. In the in the in the Lakeside series, I'd often come first, but then you know, I think I did the I did the Eastley ten k as an over fifty, and I did thirty five thirteen, which I th- is quite a good time for an over 50 and I think I was only I think I was only fourth in in my age group so it shows you you know even at that age how competitive running still is yeah I guess some of the big races draw people from a lot of lots of different areas and I think Eastleigh is one of definitely one of those race yes, those races right. as is Chichester and uh, quite a few others in the area yeah very competitive I think Gosport is quite um draws quite a fast crowd as well yes um Amazing. But that's, I guess that training when you went back to Portsmouth AC really kind of set you up nicely for when for when park runs uh, came about. And I know Southsea Park Run comes up in a lot of a lot of my podcasts and and the other 
park runs in a year as well in junior park runs um but you got to run uh probably maybe one of the one of the first ish south sea park runs i guess because you, you started running them in 2015 is that right well, I um, I stayed down in Bryson on holiday quite a lot, and they had they had a Hove Park Run um, sometime before one ever started in Portsmouth. So we used to do Park Run in Hove Park. I'd even travel down sometimes to do it. So I was pleased when the um, Park Run eventually came to Portsmouth, and then I've done it most weeks since then. Okay. Yeah, it's been it's been great, really. I'm, I'm really pleased it started. It's it's in a good spot as well. It's nice and flat, so you can get some quick running in if it's not too windy. But um, there, <laughs> it's not there very often went... that it isn't windy, though, is it? That's the trouble. I know it's such a pain. That wind, I, I tell you, what, at the moment, it can really just do one because I've yeah, I've really had enough of it. I, yeah. I don't I don't enjoy it. On it tends to kind of only come out on the fast days on you know when you're doing a session, but um, you can't hide from it sometimes. Uh, Oh, one thing I was going to ask you about, Martin, which was interesting, was um, you you uh, kind of touched on the fact that, you know, race nerves um, are something that, that maybe you, that, I guess you don't struggle with, but you get, you certainly get them at the start line. And, and even at, even at South Sea Park Run, you'd, um, you tend to get that on the start line, knowing, I guess, what you're about to put your body through. Uh, is, is Park Run kind of helped uh, work on that or, or maybe helped practice kind of keeping the nerves at bay? Um. To, to a certain extent, uh, I don't know why I, I always feel nervous before a race. I mean, I mean, especially a park run, but yeah. I, just al- I just always have. Um, I always feel nervous beforehand. Once I'm, once I'm actually standing on the line ready to start, I'm, I'm fine. But it's the bit before that that I've, I've, I've never enjoyed that, that, that part of it. But I guess that's part of being competitive, that you want to do your best and you don't want to let yourself down. Do you, do you think do you think it's um, the nervousness is about the competitors or more about what what your body knows it's going to be it's going to be put through for for 18 19 minutes it's probably a combination of the two i, I, I would say but um okay. yes um it's some it's it has got better over the years okay but, it, I, but, but it's still quite bad <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it's um, yeah. I think it's interesting, and, and one of the reasons why I asked is because I found um, park park run myself that kind of helped um, ease uh, start line nerves a little bit um, for me because it was good good to practice it, and yeah, kind of ended up getting over it. But yeah, you, like you say, you always get the the stomach cramps, and I still get a little bit nervous even before every training session that I do um, during the week because, especially the the sessions more more likely because you, for me it's it's my body kind of saying. You know, I know what you're about to put me through, and I'm and I'm not very happy with it. Yeah, so I remember um, reading that Sebastian Coe said that he never got nervous before a race because his training sessions were so horrible that a race, you know, was like a relief compared to the training sessions that he did. So, so that's how he looked at it. Yeah, very very good way to look at it. Yeah. Get, yeah do the worst in your training so that the uh the, the racing is a little bit easier and I, I i must admit i tend to do that um in 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 any race i'm more nervous um during all those practice sessions than i am on the start line so yeah that goes exactly with what with what he said so um martin i, I guess um you you wrote to me like that in recent years you've you've noticed a natural slowdown and you're not able to maybe train as hard or or hit those times that you that you used to hit and injuries are becoming a little bit more common and stuff and how, how have you managed that change with like your own body and, and the running 
it's only really been in about the last three years that I've noticed. I mean, obviously, you, you get everyone gets slower as they get older, but it's particularly tailed off. I would say in the in the last three years, I, I have noticed. I've never had a lot of injuries, but I have had a lot more than I used to over the last perhaps three years. But um, I just keep going the best the best I can. Okay, so I mean, like, how would you manage going? You know, if you were going to go out and do let's just say six by 800 meters or something, would you just naturally know what you used to run and just ease off the pace or are you just not able to to turn the legs as quickly? And and, and also what kind of injuries are you are you kind of seeing now? Oh, just a, a, a variety of things. I'm, I'm, I'm much I'm much stiffer than I than I used to be. I think, um, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm 60 now. So I, I've been very lucky to, to keep running as long as I as, as I have. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I'll, and I'll, I'll keep going for as long as I can. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so, you, so you are still kind of going out and doing um, hard, hard training sessions, and you are still, still pushing yourself a bit in, in training. Um, I haven't because I've, I've been sort of like nursing an injury for the, the past couple of months. I've, of ha- I've, had to, I've had to, I've had to run slowly, but I'm starting to build it up now. Um, and obviously, once I'm able to start running in a group again. Um, I try and get race fit again. Okay. Is um, I know you kind of said that you were running as the veterans group, but when it, when it comes to the races that you do in the year, are there are there categories? That, are there different categories that you can now move into, or is it all is it all one category? Or um, there are different veteran categories, but um, for road races, it's usually every five years. So I've I've just gone into the over sixty the over sixty category. Okay. But there are there are lots more categories to go. So it, as I get older, they'll if I'm able to run, then um, I'll still be able to compete. Okay, brilliant. Well, I, I'm go, I'm going to expect some uh, some more podium finishes, Martin. So you have to you have to keep the podcast uh, uh, informed of, uh, of of what results you get and stuff. So you have you have to drop me a message every so often and, and and let me know how you're doing so we can so we can post it out. Um, yes. I was going to well, I was going to ask Martin. Do you use uh, any kind of um, tracking tools for your running? Do you use Strava or, or any kind of social media? Um, it's just in case anybody at Southsea Parker or anybody who's listening out there would want to get in touch and ask you um, anything about what you've spoken about. No, I do record all my runs. I've got a Garmin watch. So, but um, I, I I have heard of Strava, but I, I haven't tried it yet. Okay. So maybe that's something I'll think about. There we go. Something for the, if you ever want a demo, let me know when when park run starts up and i'll 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 show you how to how to install it and set it up and stuff if you if you ever need it <laughs> okay thank you very much i appreciate it be, that it would be great to uh it would be great great to track some of your runs certainly and um I, I know i use strava myself to see kind of what sessions people are doing and and how they're getting on and yeah it's a great way kind of um, to meet other runners in the area as well so but martin I, I always end these podcasts with just a few what i call recovery run questions and they're just kind of very very quick fire questions um, okay. as you come to a close um, and these are really easy so so you can take a nice a nice a nice deep breath it's all it's all it's all finished <laughs> okay um first of all what is your favorite running route um in or around Portsmouth when you're training um oh when I ran with Portsmouth joggers I, I always used to like it in the summer um running from the Mountbatten Centre and then we'd go out for about two hours um up to Portsdown Hill and then over into the into the countryside on the other side of Portsdown Hill. So, yes, I 
I've always liked running off roads and you know in beautiful scenery. So yeah, I would say that I would say that would be my favourite. Cool. Mount Bethany, up over the hill and back again. Cool. Good answer. Uh, what shoes do you currently run in? Oh, um, I've the, I've just bought a new pair. Um, they're by a Swiss company called On. I think oh, they're yes. called and the and they're called Cloudflow. So I've only worn them once, but um, I've been in, I've been impressed with those. Um, but I usually use Nike or Adidas shoes. Okay, and and sorry, very quickly on the side. I know these are quick fire, but have you you haven't used the new uh, cheap Nike shoes, have you? No, I didn't okay. know the way. <laughs> um, have you got any uh, favourite running uh, related books, or maybe like a film that you've seen that you could recommend anybody to read or watch? Um, there was a book when I very first started running. It was it was written by an American. I think his name was James Fix or Jim Fix. I think it was called the the Complete Guide to Running or something something like that. But it was um, an incredibly popular book. I think it that had something to do with the running boom. I, I think it sold like millions of copies. So I can't remember exactly what the title was, but it was something like that. And yeah, that, that was quite an inspirational book. Oh, great. Thank oh, you. I've not heard of that one before. What was the author's name again? I think it was James Fix or Jim Fix. Okay. All right. For those listening out there, um, have a Google, see if you can find find the book name and drop us a message if you if you remember if you find it. Yes, uh, it, was a, it was a very a, a very famous book in the early 80s. Okay. Um, I think you've answered this before, but what uh, what do you think is your best running achievement um, or or maybe even running moment that you can remember? Um, pro- I know it sounds strange, but the the most enjoyable I would say was that marathon as when we did the Teletubbies. That really was um that was a special day. Great, I'm I'm, I'm pleased you said that. I wasn't sure if you were going to say your half marathon or that, but that's fantastic. Uh, it does sound like it was a, it was an amazing day, and it, that would yeah that would have been really good fun. Uh, Martin, do you like running in the cold or running in the heat? Um, well, I if I was racing i would rather run in the cold than than the heat but just running for fun as i say running up on the south downs in the summer when it was really hot i i i love that but not i i wouldn't have loved it if i'd been competing though okay good answer i'm pretty much the same 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 as me yeah race in the cold but uh yeah run nice in the heat for sure uh and lastly do you have um, a favorite post-race meal or or routine or something that you treat yourself after a hard run or race? Um, ice cream. Good, good answer. Any particular ice cream? No, just any ice cream. I, I, I always ask my wife not, not to buy it because if, <laughs> if, if it's in the house, I can't stop eating it. <laughs> That's the only way to stop to stop digging in the cupboards is just not to have it in the house at all, Martin. It's, it's, uh, it's the same as me as well. Um, Martin, thank you. Um, I, I, I also do, um, because this is the Portsmouth Running Podcast, just um, kind of ask my guests at the end if there's anything that you want to add um, about the running community in Portsmouth, um, because obviously this is here to showcase, or not showcase, but let runners um, in and around Portsmouth area share their stories, which is exactly what you've done now. And I just feel that we have such a kind of strongly bonded running community down south. But if is, is there anything you want to add, lastly, um, that kind of covers that a little bit? 
Um, well, I agree with you. You know, there is a, a very, very strong running community in Portsmouth. I mean, we've got Portsmouth Joggers and City of Portsmouth AC, but I think um, I think the park run is really, really added to it. You know, there are lots of people who have perhaps never been into club running at all who are, who are able to join in via park run. And um, yeah, it's um, I think it's been a, a, a very valuable addition to the running scene in the city. Cool, great stuff. That's that's fantastic, Martin. Thank you so much. Um, listen, I, I yeah, I've said it before, but thank you. You're you're a huge inspiration uh, to all runners out there because I know, like like I said and shared my my own mini story with you that you know I used you to to kind of help help get my pace up and help keep me going in park runs and I'm sure many listening will will find it fascinating just how well you're still running and and how amazing your your running times are so it's been great to hear about thank you so so much take care and and all the best with the running uh, and don't forget regards to to your father from all the runners as well I'll pass on your good wishes and um thank you very much for asking me to do this thank you Martin you take care thank you Dan bye-bye